You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. beautiful men women here listening the new people oh my gosh there's so many new faces so many new people i've talked to it makes me so fucking excited today we're talking about dick size we're talking about sexless marriages what's fucking new that's mean i'm sorry i did have to slap myself across the face to just get like mentally prepared to focus in on this episode um i feel a little like sizzly in the brain um it's gloomy as fuck i live in washington hello welcome seasonal depression if you know you know pacific northwestern people i'm not from here but i now reside here and the weather just isn't, it isn't fucking it. It's not it. It's beautiful. It's God's country. We got the evergreens, so many options, mountains, waters, lakes. There's like desert on the other side of Oregon. California's down below us. But you know, I'm in the, under a dark cloud, you know, six, seven months of the year. So mm -hmm, that fucking sucks. So if you're a person who needs like vitamin D, sunlight, uh, not want to die, you're going to have to take supplements. Just that's the end. So it definitely 1000% is a moody Monday. Um, I'm excited to talk all the things sex, but I won't lie. I just want to say I fucking hate my Karen neighbors. So I just wanted to add that in there just to be there, just to sit there to like soak and, you know, exist in the universe. I used to think that I was, maybe I was taking it personal. Like maybe she just like unfollowed me because I tr triggered her. I used to, you know, tell myself, no, you know what? But it's clear as fucking day that some of my neighbors just don't fucking like me. And as a Libra, Scorpio, rising, Virgo, moon, people, pleaser, coda, pendant, I don't really like it. I've said it once, I'll say it again. I hate passive aggressive people because I don't know how to play the game because I just say what I'm feeling. Unfortunately, thought that was a blessing at one point in my life. Hmm, I don't know how much I agree with that anymore. We can agree on bittersweet. As I keep continuing to dig my grave with my words, I will say this probably ageist comment that the girls my age in the neighborhood actually super fucking chill, cool, awesome, love you. Mm. But there is a category or like a little niche, a little clique of Karens 
in my neighborhood that really have a little splinter twig stuck up their butthole and it just taught you want to talk about negative energy unloading i think it just really grinds my gears when people don't give people a bear shot you know what i'm saying like a I mean, I'm a judgmental bitch, so like, what the fuck am I talking about? We're full of hypocrisy over here. (laughs) But every time, every block party, every HOA meeting that I don't forget about that I hop on the Zoom, I think I've hopped on two, two of them. What are we even doing at the HOA meeting? What are we even doing? I'm usually tipsy and watching, eating popcorn, and a million passive-aggressive comments being exchanged while bitches have a fake smile screwed on their fucking face, and I'm just eating it up. I would bet $1 million my neighbors think that all I do is drink wine. That sounds terrible. But uh, 82% of the time, if I come outside of the house past 6 o'clock, there's a glass of wine in my hand. So, yeah, mm -hmm, that's... That's it. That's me. (laughs) I happen to think I'm a hoot and a howl in a wonderful time. So care, care, one, two, and three, you're missing out. Okay? You're missing out. Okay, pivoting from my desperation. Let's talk about what I've been up to. Okay. Daddy and I went to the MGK concert. Now, let's hear my thoughts on this, okay? If you're new here, by the way, I don't normally do like pop culture segments, okay? Maybe, you know, I'm a housewives lover, but I'm just telling you because I went to the concert and MGK and Megan Fox literally aroused me and just I'm an emo girl at heart back in the day, taking back Sunday brand new. I just wanted to be gangbanged by them. Not really, but you know what I mean? I wanted them to play the drums on my ass, just like Courtney wants Travis to do. So I've been building up this concert and going it to a for going to it for a while. Big fan. I mean I'm not like diehard know every single song on the album lyrics. I know 65% of them, okay? I could sing most of the songs. And he did some of his old music, etc. It was a young crowd and I knew it was gonna be. I knew it was going to be uh, there was babies there. There was babies there. I know that I was like, ooh, okay. Uh, cause the the stage setup is like pill bottles. So that was a little eh, but you know, to each their own. Now with all the pandemic shit, you know, there hasn't been a lot of concerts. Live music came to a halt. We had tickets to Halsey, that got canceled. Alanis Morissette was postponed two fucking years. We went in September. Wonderful, had a nice grand old time, but I knew MGK was going to be different. I didn't want to do my normal thing. I wanted to go the extra fucked up mile. And I was like, you know what? I want to have an epic time. Little Hudster, my son, he's going to grandma's house and daddy and I are having mom and dad get fucked up, go to the concert, not have a time constraint, be able to sleep in and recover event. Okay. So I was like, I want to take some Molly. Now I'm 32. I know. Talk shit. Let's talk shit. Uh, fuck you. But when I was younger, like the 20 to 25, okay. Like 19 to 25, I could really go hard, really go hard. I 25, I pretty much chilled out. And then obviously I had a child at 27 and it's been pretty like mom mode and every now and then, you know, my honeymoon trips we've taken, concerts we've been to, I have my extra bad mom's club fun and I don't give a fuck who approves or who doesn't. Now, as far as drugs like MDMA, I don't have access to like that, you know, cause I'm, that's not 
many people these days, but if it comes along, I want to take advantage. Okay, so enough of me trying to make myself feel better about my irresponsible decisions. The night comes. I got my little leather top, my pants, my leather jacket. I crimped my hair. And we went with uh, Derek's friends, another couple. And they're cool. They're fun. They can hang. They can party. And they got a babysitter. We got a babysitter. They were going to come back. We were just going to crash at our house. We got an Uber. So we had no responsibilities. Could just have the best grand old time. Derek was not participating in the the Molly extravaganza. Not Not his thing. God bless him. taking such good care of me. Uh, But I, yeah, I fucking died basically. So I didn't die, but I, it was, it was very overwhelming. And this isn't my first rodeo. If you know me, you fucking know that, but it had been years, years. Okay. So in my head, I think I was just remembering what it was like then, you know, (laughs) and so much fun. But once you have these responsibilities and like you've birthed like a spawn out of your body and you're responsible for them, it just really sucks the fun. Like there's some little thing in your brain that it just zaps. You know, you can't let go and feel as free as you used to before you had all of these responsibilities and people that you created and or are taking care of. Now, don't get me wrong. I know mind over matter. I could tell myself like, hey, baby girl, you're going to be fine. And boy, did I. I'm like, your serotonin is flooding your body right now. You are going to get through this. You are going to get through this wave and you are going to feel good. So I take it and I sit in like these lawn chairs. The girl brought these two lawn chairs and we're sitting and they're really tiny, like mini little things because the venue had restrictions. And I'm sitting there and I'm just freezing. And like, I took a bunch because I, we were going to share it all. And I was like, Oh, if I, you know, share this, I'm never going to see this bag again. So I'm just going to take my serving now and then they can take theirs. That was a bad idea. I think that was a bad idea <laughs> because I think it made me like greedy or something. I'm like, Oh, I better take a lot. So, cause I don't want to wish I took more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I sat in the little mini lawn chair and closed my eyes. And Derek was like, you were leaned back on like two pegs. Like I'm like not on the ground. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaned back with only on two pegs and my head's back. And I look like a fucking gerbil. Okay. My pupils, it was, there was a girl behind me at one point. I looked back and I looked back at her and I think I just looked terrified the entire time. And I felt, I mean, I felt amazing, but I was out of place. It was like a, she's tripping a little too hard because reality was I was in the perfect place. It was a festival setting. When the music started, the anxiety went away, but that girl said, whatever that girl's on, please keep me away from. And that was like a signal, like, bitch, you're fucked up. Like you are fucked up. And when the music started, It was, you know, all of the anxiety melted away. The music fucked me, of course, but it was, it was overwhelming. And I realized that I am too fucking old to be doing this and that it's just not what it used to be. And as much as I wish it could be, it fucking can't. And the recovery process, Jesus fucking Christ. 
No offense, Jesus. By the end of the concert, the other couple's rolling balls, Derek's drunk. I am having an anxiety attack because now the music is done. All I can hear is everybody's voices. And I'm like, everyone's trying to get an Uber right now. I am not waiting here forever. I am freezing. I want to get in bed. I want to have sex. I want to feel pleasure and be in my warm, cozy, fuzzy bed. And I want to feel good. I want to be home safe. I'm an hour away from my house. Get me the fuck away from here. Finding my Uber was like finding a needle in a haystack. I didn't give a fuck about anyone. I felt bad. I'm sure I dampened the other couple. They were much freer than I was. I had a pound of anxiety on me. So when the music was on, okay, okay. When the music was off, not okay, not okay. So that was probably my last time, my last two raw with me and Molly. Uh, we had a good go. The only way I'll change my mind is if Derek takes me to Burning Man and then then I'll reconsider. But that's just like, a, you know... Who wouldn't? Okay. Who wouldn't? And the next day, you know, as I'm like contemplating my life's existence and I'm thinking about like how different of a girl I used to be and who I am today. And it's bittersweet in just the way of like losing your youth and like letting go of a chapter in your life that you literally cannot keep going. Some people disagree with me. They're like, yeah, I can do it better now. I can party even better. And I will say that I don't really get hangovers from drinking anymore. And I think that's just being a parent. You're like, shut up, you know? But I think when you're an adult, you know your limit more, you know, when like you don't need to have another one. But as far as the recreational uh, hoopla, I watch too much Dateline. I watch, I'm too paranoid. My anxiety is entirely too fucking high. Tis a shame. Tis a shame. But man, when I was young, I'm like, how did I live? How did I survive? Like, how did I make it through? When I lived in Nashville, I would go out by my fucking self. I lived downtown in a dangerous location. Not dangerous like the ghetto. Dangerous and like, you're close to all the fun, baby girl. And the bars don't close until six. And they serve alcohol till three. And there's music producers everywhere. Everyone's trying to become a singer or somebody except me. I was not there for that. But boy, was it fun to... To like be a part of that fucking nightlife. Let me tell you. Don't know how I lived. Don't know how I survived. Maybe one day I'll tell you some of the stories that are just absolutely mind blowing from that time in my life. Okay, yeah. So summing that up, MGK, mm, the experience, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. I can't believe I'm fucking saying it, but I almost regret making a wildly irresponsible, fun decision because I didn't get to sing along to all of the songs. So. Slap on the wrist, Jordy. Instead, my eyes rolled behind my head and I looked like a gerbil for the next seven to 10 hours. I was a hop, skip, and a jump away from the naked white guy on the movie Death at a Funeral. If you know, you know. Okay, everybody, it's time for la 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 listener questions. How did you like that? Okay, men, dear men. Before I answer your burning questions that you anonymously and some not anonymously submit to me, I want to tell you that there are a lot of you asking me questions and I am happy to always conversate with you. And if you know, you do fucking know because I make it a point to try to always engage and talk and communicate so we can be an actual fucking community. But please bear in mind that 
sometimes it does feel like if they keep coming, I almost feel like ridiculed or like you're asking me the same question 72 times about the width of a cock. And I'm like, is this person being for real or do they just want to keep me to keep typing about a big dick? So just like keep in mind that like I'm a person too (laughs) with feelings and like get confused and flustered. So yeah, that was Awkward Turtle. If you want to DM me and make me feel uncomfortable, then give your girl a follow at the.hornyhousewifepodcast on Instagram. You can also find my personal page if you want to really dive deep in there and get a nice look-see. It's, you'll find that one on the Horny Housewife page. It's in the bio. Okay, link in bio. Okay, first question. Is there any way I can get over being self-conscious about being a grower, not a shower? Okay, well, I posted this question and I got an immediate response from someone saying, this person needs to think about all the guys that are neither showers or growers and consider himself lucky. I was also talking to another gentleman that was talking about dick size. And let me tell you, this is not just two people. This is a handful, two handfuls that I have received comments about, does size really fucking matter? Okay, let's talk about it. I have an episode, all the penises, and, uh, all the penises of the rainbow. So if you want to go check that out, there's, you know, we're really diving deep on all the types of dicks there are. So go checky checky. But just to like paraphrase and just shoot my shit. I know this sounds cliche, but guys, it's not all about your dick. Yes, obviously there is such thing as too small and there is such thing as too big and Different women obviously have different preferences or they have their the imagery of an ideal dick in their head, but like she's not breaking up with you because you're considered average or, oh, let me blow your mind. She's not breaking up with you if you're below average and you can eat mean pussy and fuck really well and you check off all the other boxes. So there is <laughs> The bigger your wallet is, the smaller your dick can be. And you know what? I know... You can hate me for that statement, and I know I'm supposed to be like, just kidding, but am I? Am I kidding? Don't act like guys. Don't talk about, oh, she's hot with this. Oh, she's a butter. Oh, I wish her ass was bigger. Or, yeah, well, it should be perfect if we bought her a rack. Like, don't even begin to pretend like y'all don't have y'all's little locker room talk, okay? So I swear to God, girls are nicer too. I'm just have a wee bit of a foul mouth. But no, that's not true. There will be some girls that'll be like, fuck her, that's not true. So, you know, there's there's somebody for everybody. There's a couple of somebodies, okay? So grower, shower, what the fuck ever, okay? I don't even, I need to conceptualize this more. I'm no, I'm a grower, not a shower. So when you take your pants off, your dick soft is gigantic. Who? I'm not doing much with it when it's soft, okay? I'm not, I don't want to. Honestly, that's me just like playing with it. And at that point, it's like a, oh, it's not like a, uh, you know what I mean? So what are we even doing with your flaccid dick if we're not just trying to get it hard? If you're talking about like the men's locker room, then you know what? You're just going to have to adapt. You're just going to have to put your big boy pants on and just... This is what God gave you, okay? As girls, we have to deal with it too with our bodies. Men, please forgive me about the wallet comment. 
you are loved. Okay, moving on. Listener question number two. Okay, here we got a goodie. I am in a sexless, this is not a goodie, but you know what I mean. I am in a sexless marriage at 46 years old. My libido desire is like when I was 18 years old. My wife is 43 and doesn't have any interest in sex. When we talk about it, she becomes a willful participant for a day, then right back to sexless. I am tired of masturbating in the shower every day. Any fucking thoughts? I added the fucking. I do have some thoughts. What can I call? I'm just going to call you Mark. It just came to me. Mark. Mark, listen to me. I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. And I wish that I could ask you more. This question was submitted anonymously. I guess I would want to know what conversations have you had with your wife? So I think if she's being the willful participant for the day, that means she must feel a little guilty or bad, like, oh shit, I I do need to be doing this, or I'm not doing a good job at giving physical affection or watering the intimacy passion department in my marriage, I need to fucking put out. And that sucks, right? That sucks that you're in that position, but let's just be fucking honest, and this is what this podcast is about, is that marriage has ups and downs and seasons, and things aren't sexy all the fucking time. The more factors and responsibilities you have, in my opinion, does not mean that you can't have a sexy, above, mediocre, passion-filled marriage. Like, that's the point. That's what we're trying to talk about here, how to have it, how to do it. But it does not mean every day is going to be fucking sunshine and rainbows. And it means there can be like a stretch of time that's hard too. So let's normalize that. However, I do not want to normalize a sexless dry time. That would be, in my opinion, a huge indicator of an underlying issue. It's a symptom. It is now manifested itself. And this is what your relationship now is lacking intimacy severely, which obviously can become a slippery slope for someone and make them step out on the marriage, check out, grow resentful, like just a lot of bad shit's going to come from it. Nothing that you want. Then there's other times where people go through seasons and then they come back together. But I think it takes certain ingredients, if you will, to get back on track. So I'm wondering what the conversation was. And maybe if you haven't been brutal, maybe you need to be a little harsher and maybe hurt her feelings a little bit. Now, before everyone's like, what do you mean and hurt her feelings? The ladies are like, what? Hurt our fucking feelings? We get our feelings hurt all the fucking time. Okay. I mean it like in the same way that I think a girl, like a wife, like sometimes you need to say something in a blunt, straightforward way so that there's no bullshit and it may sting for someone for a second, for a day, for a week, whatever, but maybe it's what needed to be said and heard so that some real changes can happen. So I know this sounds maybe a little toxic. I think this could be a controversial solution, but I would tell her that you masturbate every day in the shower. I would say, you know what? And I talked to my husband about this too, so I'm going to tell you his point of view. But I was like, I would want to know that so I could see what reality really looked like, not sugarcoating for each other and tiptoeing around each other's feelings so it doesn't hurt. It's like, no, he needs to know what the fuck is up so she can be like, oh shit, Like he is neglected and he's having to fucking rub one out every day or else he's going to fucking get a bone 
owner at his office for who knows, God knows who. And before you're like, that's a trauma response. And like, okay, Jordan, we can, we get it. Your ex has cheated on you. Well, you know what? I'm just, I think I'm being a realist. I think I'm being a realist, honestly. I think if we whipped out some like data and research and charts, statistics, whatever, you would see that like, that's a common denominator in unhappy marriages where people aren't good to each other. So obviously, Mark, Marky Poo, there's something, there's miscommunication, there's an underlying issue. You've got to go to therapy if that's what she needs to do to get the conversation going. She feels like she can't have it with you. Basically, it's like, how willing are you now at this point to save it? Because there's stagnant and then there's dying and then there's growing. And I don't think you stay stagnant too long before a decline begins, if you feel me. You know what I'm saying? Now, I did tell my husband this question and wanted to get his perspective as a male and was like, what would you think? And he was like, well, I'd probably have a really honest conversation with her and see what we needed to do. God damn it. Sorry. Moving forward. So whether that be go to the doctor, because we can't forget that we're hormonal. So maybe it has nothing to do with her feeling resentful or angry or unseen, or it's not like some underlying, I fucking hate your guts issue. Maybe it's a hormonal issue and maybe it could be, there could be a remedy that could totally fucking change it and improve it. So only she's going to have these answers. You know what I'm saying? That's why there's more to this question than just, hey, I have a high sex drive. She is a super low sex drive. Now, you know, that could be, and maybe it is. Maybe she just doesn't feel the drive. But then again, there are supplements to help enhance it. So if she's willing and y'all can compromise and meet somewhere in the middle where you're increasing it, but it's not just completely too much where it's this chore and burden because a lot of pressure around the subject sucks too. It's it's difficult and you have to tread lightly. And sometimes I feel like just people always recommend like go to therapy, go to therapy, but I think sometimes things can get like talked to death and like talked so much that it's just fucked off. So sometimes you just got to let the log lie. I don't know if that's the saying, but sometimes it's necessary. Action instead of words. There we go. We need some action. Okay, last question, which is going to segue us into our final conversation about cuckold. Is that is that how you say it? Cuckold? A cuckold? A cuckold? A cuckold? We'll find out. Do you still fantasize about other partners even though you wouldn't act on it? Wow, what a ballsy question. No wonder they submitted it anonymously. Totally fair. Totally fair. This is a fucking podcast where we're talking about the topics of sex and they're asking a totally fair question. I would say that I bet your bottom dollar that... How does the rest of that song go? I don't know. But I bet that a lot of people do indeed have fantasies that they either discuss with their partner or they don't discuss with their partner inside and outside of the bedroom. Now, I totally think you can have sex and it not be like, I'm hoping you're not thinking about something else the whole time you're fucking your person because then is that your person? But I will totally totes be truthful, honest, open, vulnerable and tell you 
that I have never, my thing, like what gets me off is not me thinking about fucking another guy while I'm fucking my husband. So I do get aroused thinking about my husband with another woman and I don't have to explain it or I don't have to make it make sense or go, okay, well then why don't I act on that? Because it's different. Because, and we all know this, your fantasies and what makes you feel some type of way and you can be open about it, especially with your partner, that's one thing in the safety of your relationship, your privacy, your moment, your pleasure, your time. And you don't, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else, truly. Now I always have to go to the extreme and like think in that scenario because that's just my fucking personality. But I think anything that's used extreme, like I think people that watch pornography too often, like I think there are things, I believe 100% that people use things in excess and it's really unhealthy for your relationship or there are certain like paths that people can go down that are slippery slopes and cause a lot of damage and destruction that was not worth it. So that is where like fantasy and reality, you have to have self-awareness around like what your intentions are in your relationship. You got to back up and really look at the whole picture, the long game and how it will work for you. And that is for each couple and each individual to decide. And I cast zero judgment. I know there are plenty of things some people would be perfectly comfortable with that I would end up on the show snapped for. And I know there are some people who would think that I'm crazy about certain things. So whatever floats your boat, whatever works in your relationship, I'm sure that's why he married you. Okay. He likes you, be you, do you boo? I think it's a very common thing. I mentioned this in a podcast episode before and I got, I was surprised by the amount of women that were like, oh, me too. Yeah, I totally relate. And I'm like, whew, okay. I thought something was seriously fucked up with me, but it's not, or we all are. So perfect. Now for men there, I think this is a common thing. And I said the word, I'll say it again, cuckold. Oh yeah. Have we looked up how to say it yet? I'm on it. Cuckold, cuckold. That's how you say it. So that is where a man takes pleasure and satisfaction and his wife being with other men. So a cuckold is the husband of an adulterous wife. The wife of an adulterous husband is a cuck queen, a man who willingly encourages his wife to sleep with other people because it brings him pleasure. Cuckolds exist on a spectrum between two extremes. On one end is the masochistic cuckold who enjoys humiliations, degradation, degradation, and other demeaning activities at the hands of his wife and her lover. The alpha cuckold lies at the opposite end of the spectrum and does not enjoy any form of humiliation and often has a direct say in who his wife sleeps with and when. And I read this definition from Urban Dictionary. Now let me give you a little sentence example. Jerry Falwell Jr. could not please his wife, so he got a pool boy to do it while he watched and was cuckolded. Well, what a lucky lady indeed. Man, what is it? Like that just makes me feel like I want to be or take them to therapy or just shrink the shit out of them. Because it's like, why? And I knew I actually know a person like this. And I know a couple people like this and they get aroused by like, they want their so-and-so to send videos of them doing something with other men to them. And it blows my mind. I have never dated a person like this and I'm 
slightly, slightly sad that I didn't get to experience that on the old bucket list. But I bring this up because you horny family, if any of you are into this or into this lifestyle in any sort of the way, I want you to to hit me up. I want you to talk to me. I have questions for you. I would love to anonymously interview you. We can change your fucking voice. I can do a just a written form, whatever. I have questions that I want to ask that I don't just want to find. I want real-time answers where I can react and we horny family can learn. Why do you like it? What turns you on about it? What is the feeling? Like, is it power? Is it control? Is it release? Is it acceptance? Is it like, is it deep and dark? Like, I want to know because I'll try to shrink myself. Why does it arouse me that I, that, that I find that super sexy when I think of my husband doing that? I don't think I could withstand it in real life, but what is it? Like someone call a therapist. Let me download better help right now. Why is this like a question I would never want to ask a therapist? I'd be like, no, that's on the list of do not talk to therapists about. Now, I would imagine that for the the person who wants the humiliation and like the being shit on like the masochistic way or whatever, but I think what makes it a cuckold and not a masochist is adding in the other partners. So it's not just humiliation. It's like, beyond like oh my god i i have to know more but until we get a person that i can talk to i will give you some scoop i read a vice article and they were talking to people who live this lifestyle and have and are and their experiences and it was very interesting because you hear about how they have the same feelings describing the same things i'm saying we're like how could you go through with this or what would happen i'm sure all the normal fears but obviously on a heightened level of like they're going to go through with it and they're going to experiment and feel all the feels and they go and they whine and dine and they're nervous and they're jittery and they're together. So they're as a couple, they're in this feeling together like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Is this going to be bad? Is this going to be good? Like, are we even going to go through this? You feel jealous, you feel insecure, you feel excited, you feel aroused and it's a high. And from what I've gathered, this one couple in particular, they went to a park They met this guy. He was nice. He asks his wife, do you want to suck his dick? She says she does. She goes down and does it. He's looking at the woman he loves getting her tits played with while she's sucking his dick. And she finishes. It feels like forever. She goes up. He goes to kiss her. She turns away, looks to him for like, what next? And that gives him a sense of relief and power and pleasure. And then they end up actually doing it together. And like he then performed that on him as well as she did. And he said he felt very jealous, but would he do it again? Yes. And they were asked, is this for every couple? And he said, totally depends. And if your relationship isn't rock solid, then it could blow your whole fucking world apart. And boy, do I believe that. That was a really wild fucking story. You can find the Vice article, I'm sure, and they had other examples of couples. But what I saw was a lot of people that were aroused by the 
the up and down feelings of trust, distrust, jealousy, power, loss of control, literally like a drug. I mean, I wonder what other people think about it. Do you think that it could have any correlation to sex addiction and people that constantly are insatiable and stepping out or they have multiple affairs? I read examples of couples where you know, they didn't want to cheat on each other. So they let each other date other people and ended up liking watching the other person do it. So I don't know why I always want to know the psychology behind it, but it is fucking fascinating. If you like topics like this, please don't hesitate to slide in my DMs or submit on the confess and request anonymously and let me know what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about, who you want to hear from, especially this episode, I just wanted to catch up, say hello to the new people, answer some of your questions. I want to thank you so much for listening. On TikTok, we finally hit 10,000. We're actually at like 11.2 now. We're growing. I feel so grateful that I get to do something that I love and am so passionate and care about so much every week to people who want to fucking hear it and enjoy it. Couldn't fucking love that more couldn't fucking love you more. This week, I'm going on the raspy rundown, mother-daughter duo pop culture news. I'll make sure to share that on my Instagram. So go follow over there. Go follow on TikTok. Fucking tell me something. I try to answer every single message and I love talking to you. Truly, I fucking do. Guess fucking what? There's a giveaway. It ends, I don't even know when it fucking ends. It ends in like, God damn it, how professional. I'll get back to you. It ends November 1st. Yeah, November 1st. It came to me. It ends November 1st. Here's how you enter. You follow me on social media. You leave a review on iTunes, five stars, leave a review, subscribe. And if you listen on Spotify, click the follow. So be following, be subscribed on the social media accounts be following, and leave a review. That sounded complicated. It's totally fucking not. It's a click, clack, boom, typey, typey, typey. Put a fucking emoji, okay? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it all and leave your negative feelings in emoji version. That could hurt my feelings too, but whatever. Go for it. Thanks for the download then, bitch. I will remind you of those steps on my Instagram story. But yeah, the winner will be announced November 1st. I will Venmo you, cash app you, whatever, $50, okay? That's all that I can do, so shut the fuck up. Love you so much. See you next Monday. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.